0: Hello,
1: and welcome to another episode of Starside Chat. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron, and with me as always is Zach. How's it going, Zach?
0: Well, I'm fighting a cold, so I probably don't sound like my usual self, and I'm going to try to get through this without coughing too much, but I will edit it out if I do. The fans want to know, do you have COVID? I do not. So (laughs) my brother works at a, a hospital... And he was working in the pediatric unit, and they were seeing a lot of different types of viruses, none of which were COVID, thankfully. And he ended up catching it. He said all the nurses had also gotten sick, uh, and he ended up giving it to me as well. Plus, we've all been vaccinated, so chances of it being COVID are not great. My dad got it as well, and he did get tested, and it was negative for COVID. So I think we're all good. good. It was something else. Well, speaking of something else, this is uh, kind of a big news week. Yeah, so a lot of stuff happened this last week. Uh, Gamescom was going on, so the people were showing off stuff. A big one that I I think we're going to start out with is a Bungie finally did an update on what they're doing with Destiny. So I, I have you played Destiny in a while? No. Yeah. Uh, I
1: bought... The last uh, DLC, I think, and I played it for maybe two hours. So and I, I, I was just like, I don't know, I don't think I can do it. Anymore.
0: <laughs> so I did not buy the last one. So the, the last one, if I'm not mistaken, was the one that brought uh, stasis abilities.
1: Yes, I did not like that. I yeah,
0: I so I saw a trailer for that. I was like, "This is going to be a nightmare," especially in PvP. And so yeah. I was like, "I think I'm out." And so I just never, never bought it, never played it. Um, and that did prove to be like an ongoing issue in the community where people were just like, "Nerf the stasis abilities. These are it's awful uh, being frozen in place uh, constantly," and. I don't know if they have. Now, I did log in and play a bit um, on Stadia like a couple days ago just because I I watched this Destiny stream and it got me kind of feeling a little bit nostalgic. And it immediately launched me into the first mission where you like start getting your Stasis abilities. And Mm. I didn't pay for anything. So I'm, I'm wondering if that's just like part of the free stuff you get with destiny
1: 2 now it's unclear to me it's confusing because now that so cross play is now enabled which is great yes but you still have to buy specific things on specific platforms i i believe so like yeah, I if i bought so. the latest expansion on ps4 i can i can play my character on stadia but all that stuff is locked to me unless i walk downstairs to my ps4 Yeah, which is kind of a bummer. I don't want to double dip on stuff I'm only kind of interested in.
0: It's true. It would be ideal if Bungie made it so that you bought stuff on your account and not on a specific platform, because then you could. Because of the fact that there's cross save and there's cross play, it would be ideal if you could just buy everything once and then access it no matter which platform you choose to play on at uh, any given day. And now, I, for them, I guess they're, the idea is that, well, because there is cross save and cross play, you really can just pick whichever platform you want and just like stick with it. And you should be able to play with everybody on no matter which uh, console or PC they yeah. choose to play on. So I guess it makes sense, but like also, like you and I started on PS4 and then I moved to PC and now more and more i'm thinking if i do return to destiny i'll probably be on stadia just because of the constant updates and not wanting to have to use so much storage space on my pc for destiny
1: that is the problem with like a living game like that is if i skip like three months and i'm like you know what i do kind of want to jump into destiny if i turn my ps4 on or my, even my pc uh, You've got a
0: million things to download.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna download for like an hour, and then I can finally jack in. Whereas if it's Stadia, that's all done for me, and I can. D- and also the load times on Stadia are super low. Probably, so I, I tried it out on Stadia when I first started trying out Stadia. And probably the worst thing about it was there wasn't crossplay, and nobody was playing on Stadia. And that problem has been solved. Uh, now you have the whole player base you can get access to. I mean. Like you, I did kind of get nostalgic when I was watching that stuff. I think the best Destiny has ever been was the Taken King. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a good time, and it seems like they're trying to maybe hearken back to that. With you know, this is Savathun is like the ta- is very similar uh, as an antagonist to the Taken King. Um, I don't know, man. I a lot of the things they've done in the story have kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Just, like, Stasis, the darkness as a whole thing, it seems like they're kind of wrapping up that storyline, even though it was supposed to be the big thing. Yeah. I a little bit want them to make a Destiny 3 or to just reset everything, because it's all too complicated now. I never learned about mods. I don't know about, like, this is going to incorporate weapon crafting. Uh, There's a whole part of the tower I never even went to where you have to, like, get, like, weapon cores. I don't know, but, like... Yeah, I've checked out for so long. I want something like fresh. And they are not Bungie is working on a, a new game, but who's to say if it's the same type of game, but
0: yeah, so they I remember them making it sound like uh sort of a big thing they kept talking about was the Darkness Saga. They were kind of trying yes. to make it sound like the Infinity Saga from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And they were like, "So we're wrapping up the the Darkness Saga here in the next like couple of years." And so Uh, Because this was originally supposed to be like a 10-year project for them. It's true. Yeah, I remember them saying that. And that ends, so what, in like 2024, 2025? I think so, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's when they're bringing the Darkness Saga to an end or if they're going to wrap that up sooner than that and then sort of start down a different path. Uh, I don't know if their plans are to continue Destiny beyond that and it's now like grown beyond like a 10year thing or if they do intend to like wrap things up and just move on to something else uh, by the time that 10 years is up
1: I don't know like to me it feels like it's just this tower that's been slapped together over so many like yeah. so many things like are in the foundations of this tower that don't need to exist anymore but you can't remake the foundations and like the peaks of the tower are just these slapped on things that, kind of makes sense but you can go completely you can ignore them completely i feel like they just need to wipe it all out I mean, obviously people still like destiny or some people do but right i don't know it's just it's i wish we could go back to the taken king days you know yeah and uh maybe i don't know i probably will check out this new dlc i I don't know if i'll buy it but i definitely am going to watch coverage of it and uh the glaive is not super interesting to me as a a new gameplay type thing and
0: yeah a new weapon was like a first person melee weapon
1: i also thought a glaive was a thing you threw like i thought it was like a giant shuriken type thing am i wrong about that is a glaive just a halbert
0: i i guess it is i glaives when i think of a glaive i don't know why i think of the monster hunter glaive and that like sort of you are sort of throwing something but it's not necessarily the weapon itself And so there is, like, an aspect of, like, ranged attack with it because the glaive in this game, or in Destiny 2, will have, like, a pulse shot that you do, but it's sort of close range. I don't know. I think it is more like a halberd. Because the first time I ever heard of a glaive, have you ever seen the movie
1: Kroll? K-R-U-L-L.
0: Is that the 80s movie?
1: Yeah, he has a glaive in that, and it is just like a crazy five-point throwing star thing with extending blades Yeah, that is, like, I think sentient. I don't really remember. But um, I guess a, I, I'm looking at it now, and a glaive, I guess, is also just like a, a knife on a stick. But yeah. But it's
0: fine. I was going to say, there's a glaive in... Or maybe it's not a glaive. I don't know what they call it. There's something like that in... Uh, What's that medieval melee game I've been playing? Chivalry two. Chivalry two. And uh, I don't. Th- you can throw every weapon in that game. So I guess <laughs> I guess uh, it doesn't necessarily be restricted to the the glaive type. But
1: now, something I am interested in shifting gears a little bit, similar to Halo, is not Halo. Similar to Destiny is Halo. Yes. We've been playing a little bit of Split Gate. Not to skip ahead. Uh, and I've been enjoying it. But I have to say, I feel like I would prefer Splitgate without portals, which is just yeah. Halo. Yeah. Uh, and they did, in, at Gamescom, they said that Halo, the campaign as well as the multiplayer, but not co-op campaign or Forge, is coming out on December 8th. And I think this is something, the multiplayer is free, and it's, I think, something I am going to download.
0: I So I got into uh, Game Pass on PC uh, and I've been playing some of uh, Psychonauts 2 recently, oh. uh, which we can talk more about later. But yeah, they, they already have a thing where it's like, you can pre-download Halo Infinite. And I was like, oh, really? Like, it's super early. Like, the game isn't out till December 8th, right?
1: Yeah, that is crazy that you can already pre-download it. I saw a notification I about do it. it.
0: I haven't clicked on it, but
1: they I wonder if they're going to do another tech test like they did with the multiplayer. A oh, weeks that ago. could
0: be. Yeah, maybe that's what they're referring to. But
1: because I watched a good amount of that uh, multiplayer stuff, and it did. I have uh, a deep nostalgia for Halo multiplayer. That was a lot of my high school was like going to people's houses and doing LAN games with two Xboxes. Um, and this looks great. I mean, it looks like uh, there's not a bunch of crazy extra stuff like. Uh, equipment you have to manage and stuff it's just classic you can pick up an over shield if you want or like cloaking or there's like an extra shield you can pick up but uh it seems like basically
0: split gate without the portals which is uh kind of what i'm looking yeah for. i mean i enjoyed split gate as well we played it together like last week i think yeah uh and I, it was fun and it de- definitely reminds me of halo because basically all the weapons are the same as like halo weapons yeah. and all the game modes are pulled straight from halo and then yeah they just added portals to it to like switch things up and yeah i think i would prefer a version of that that didn't have the portals because they confused me <laughs> and uh I, I know that when I play Splitgate, I'm not using the portals, and I probably should be. Um, but do you yeah. have any interest in playing the campaign of Halo? Uh, I might check it out just because like for now, I'm subscribed to Game Pass on PC, so I'll be able to download it. I don't I, I think I would not if I had to buy it is maybe the thing. because it's you, free, I might be I might check it out. How do you access games on Game Pass? Well, on PC, so Microsoft has their sort of Xbox for PC launcher. Okay. Um, and you sub to Game Pass, and then you can just, like, download, start downloading games.
1: Do you use – what account – do you have, like, an old Xbox 360 or Xbox Live account? Or
0: Yeah, so I logged in with my my Hotmail account, <laughs> which is what Whoa. I used uh, <laughs> back in the day when I was on Xbox 360. Wow. And so, yeah, it's got my uh, – my old profile there and, like, all my old friends uh, from the 360 days popped up. Wow. It's crazy. But, uh, yeah, blast from the
1: past. This is something I am going to check out, though. On December – maybe not on December 8th, but I will probably download this game, the multiplayer, the free version, and uh, play a couple matches because I am very I, – I don't know, like, what their map situation is like. Like, I would love for them to have some sort of remaster – of some of the classic maps like blood gulch or whatever they called it coagulation uh in the second one um
0: well and now that it's like separate from the like main campaign and it's free to play like that sounds to me like this is gonna be sort of like a Fortnite thing that's just sort of ongoing Mm. and they will not have to like in two to three years time release a new multiplayer that everybody migrates to this will just be like this It's Halo multiplayer from now on, yeah. and it's just there, and they can constantly update it and add content to it. So they, even if it doesn't start out with like retro maps, they could always add those later.
1: I'm interested, for sure, especially when they come out with Forge. I, I would assume... I actually don't know. Forge, I wonder if that will be a paid thing or if it will be rolled in, because the amount of community-generated content that would produce would be insane especially i mean if it was a free thing i know that fortnite has a creative mode but i know nothing about fortnite yeah um but uh i don't know i it's something i didn't know i was excited for until i played Splitgate and realized i do have a little bit of nostalgia for that type of game
0: yeah it was the same way so i had never got super into halo but i did kind of enjoy briefly halo 3 and i enjoyed maybe a little bit more halo reach and so it was cool to to jump into split gay okay, i was kind of not like super amped up to play that but you asked if I, if I wanted to join you i was like yeah i'd check it out since it's free um and i ended up being pleasantly surprised by it and kind of enjoyed it so and that alone made me more excited to play halo uh, because I was not really anticipating it. I was like, yeah, I'll probably download it and check it out. But now I'm like, I actually do want to download it and play it now. <laughs> so I think Splitgate is sort of, it's having its moments. And I think it's going to just get people like geared up to play Halo. Once yeah. that comes out, and I feel like Splitgate is really gonna be hurting for players once Halo Infinite comes out. So
1: yeah, it's like that. Remember when Fall Guys was really popular for like two yeah. weeks and then everyone forgot about it. Yeah, but I skipped around uh, the Gamescom footage. Uh, I didn't watch the full thing. I didn't watch anything about the new Call of Duty Vanguard, but I know it's about World War II. Yeah, right?
0: that was the really the only thing I was gonna say about it. It was like I think. Call of Duty is not going to be something I'm gonna like. I've not been super into Call of Duty for a long time now, but I I did pick up the last one just because it was like Modern Warfare, and mm. I didn't play a ton of it, but I kind of enjoyed it because it was sort of a return to like Modern Warfare, and because this is back to World War II again, I'm just like, meh. I will probably <laughs> not play this, yeah. Especially because like Battlefield 2042 will be out. And also then later in December, Halo will come out. So it's just like yeah. uh, there's no... I'm not going to be tempted this year to jump into Call of Duty. And even if... Uh, I feel like it's going to be competing with itself because of Warzone, which That's is like point. an ongoing thing. So yeah. I'm really curious if they're going to have like a down year in terms of sales for Call of Duty. Because one, they've returned to... A past setting but also they're competing with themselves and like some other big hitters in the industry so i don't are know are you interested in that um uh, writer's republic uh not particularly it's not really my type of game but i know like people are hotly anticipating it after they showed that trailer at e3 earlier this year and i yeah. just wanted to mention that there's going to be like an open beta on pc and console once uh so if you are looking forward to it, you'll have a chance to check it out before it actually comes out. Now, what did you think about this uh, Sifu game, this uh, martial
1: arts game where you are getting older and older, it seems like?
0: Yeah, I'm really curious about this game. I think it looks pretty cool. It almost seems like maybe it is a roguelike where every time you like die, you come back older. I'm there's got to be a limit to that It could though, be making if you die a ton yeah I think you're right I think there is some
1: sort of gameplay mechanic where when you die you age a little bit but I mean at some point you're gonna get so old it's not gonna be you're just gonna be like a skeleton I would imagine
0: yeah I don't know how it's gonna work I'm very curious to see um but the I like watching the trailer for it like it does appear to be gameplay but even with that I still don't understand how it's played. So I'm, yeah. I'm very curious to see more about the, the game. They did a, a, uh, announce a release date for February 22nd. Uh, February is going to be yeah. like the new November where it seems all like, of the big like, games come out. A ton
1: of stuff is coming out because uh, Horizon Forbidden West is also coming out February 18th, they revealed.
0: And Destiny's DLC, The, the Witch Queen, will come out on February 22nd as well. And a new Saints Row.
1: Yeah. So the other thing they revealed is a complete reboot of Saints Row. We were talking about this before we started recording, but they a little bit wrote themselves into a corner with uh, Saints Row 4. I played that. That's the only one I've played. And I believe that game starts with the world exploding because of aliens. And then that game is basically you just like jack into the matrix that the aliens have created. And you're just like running around the matrix and you have crazy matrix powers. And that game was great. I really enjoyed it, having like no uh, further information about the Saints Row universe besides that one. Um, so this is a completely new one. You play as uh, some lady called The Boss. I think you were called The Boss in the previous series as well. But uh, they released a cinematic trailer, and then yesterday they released uh, like some a very brief amount of gameplay footage as well. But uh, how does this look to you, Zach? I mean, I have not played a game where you can steal cars and drive around in them uh, since... GTA um, 5 on the
0: 360. <laughs> man, was that...
1: The, no, I... Pl- uh, Watch Dogs 2 was the last uh, kind of GTA-esque thing I played.
0: I, I mean, I played Watch Dogs Legion, so that's the Yeah, whole... so you have recently played something, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty fresh in my memory. I don't know. I, I have not played the uh saints row games i've just i've always heard really good things about them uh just because of how insane they are four is crazy in my understanding it's like a just a more insane version of gta
1: yeah it's like a it's like a not a parody but it's like a more comedic take on it um it's definitely like heightened like uh what do they call that um What's it called? Like, not magical reality, but, like, uh, it's... a uh,
0: Fantasy? Insane <laughs> stuff.
1: Not fantasy. I don't know what I'm thinking of. But, uh, yeah, it's not, like, set in the real world, basically, because there's, like, crazy... Uh, I don't know if they're going to bring this back, but there was, like, Professor... Not Professor Elgato, but, like, there was a crazy mascot in the one that I played that was this crazy uh, cat-headed man who had, like, insane, uh, was it Dr. Sashima or something? I don't remember. But, uh, I don't know, man. This looks a little bit more grounded in reality, except everyone's wearing those crazy motorcycle helmets with, like, graphics on them. <laughs> um, Which looks a little but,
0: Watch Dogs Legion to me as well.
1: Yeah. I would not put it past them to have, like, an alien invasion in this game or, like, zombies come out of nowhere or something crazy because heightened, heightened maybe it's heightened reality? I don't remember. But, uh... I don't know i will probably watch someone play this but i don't know if i'm gonna check it out
0: yeah it's it's not on my radar right now but maybe if they show off some like cool gameplay stuff maybe they've got a chance to win me over but for now especially considering how many other things are coming in february this one's sort of not quite on my radar yet the one that i played
1: you had a gun called the dubstep gun <laughs> and you shot it at people and they just would uh like pop and lock until they died
0: <laughs> that's crazy
1: so i don't like it's gonna be that i mean again the one i played was set in the matrix so like
0: yeah it, who knows a bunch of crazy stuff reintroduced like over the top stuff like that
1: like you would just be driving around the town and there would be like a glitched out guy wearing like a thousand hats wandering around <laughs> and it was just like oh, the Matrix is uh, messing up, but the real thing we want to talk about, Zach, is Doka V.
0: Yeah, <laughs> what an insane trailer! If you've not watched the the trailer for this this game, it's called Doka V. D O K E V. Just go watch the trailer because it's absolutely insane. I don't know what kind of game it is to be honest. Didn't they say? It's a- It's like a Pokemon-esque game. It's a thing where you're capturing and taming monsters, but it seems like so much more than that. To my eyes, I see very little of that in the trailer, yeah, if if any of it. So they said that, but, like, I'm seeing no evidence of it. Uh, I also heard it compared to, like, Monster Hunter. Uh, I don't know. It just looks like a crazy open-world game where, like, the environments look very realistic but like the character models are like these cutesy little kids looking people and you're running around and i guess you are sort of fighting monsters a little bit or some sort of creatures but like Maybe you're taming them and capturing them the way you would with Pokemon, but instead of like using a Pokemon to fight another Pokemon, you you're actually fighting them yourself. Well, it's interesting because like I guess
1: we're gonna start talking about this game and as we describe it, we're gonna sound as if we're insane. <laughs> but uh, there are some scenes like there's that scene where you're fighting and there's that uh, multicolored anteater that's right next to you and he seems to like give you a ball. Like, he puts it in front of you, and then your character kicks that ball into, like, a giant serpent. Uh, So I think, like, when you capture someone, they're basically a support character. Okay. A little bit like uh, if you've ever played Kingdom Hearts, like how Goofy and Donald are, where, like, they're part of your team, but you're basically using their abilities, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I guess that makes sense, now that you mention it.
1: But I don't know. Like, I don't think it's... It's not, like... It's not like Pokemon where you just, like, throw down a ball and you just, like, watch two monsters go at it. Like, you're actively... You have, like, a giant hammer that yeah. you can do or, like, a bouncy ball that you can... act. And then a, at some point you do a transformation and you have a cape and you can fly and you have, like, a blaster on your hand and you can shoot stuff. Like You have everything
0: in this game. <laughs> so these are the people that made uh black desert online did yeah you ever play that game pearl abyss yeah i i did not play it i've heard the combat in that game is very good but the the concerning thing about that for me is uh famously that game is like overridden by microtransactions and like oh, really uh pay-to-win mechanics and so that Ooh. that is sort of the thing that has me really skeptical about this game yeah, um, it could. I only know about
1: Black Desert because of the Monster Factory they did. With oh yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: that's right.
1: <laughs> that's basically the only interactions I've had with Black Desert. But the graphics are beautiful.
0: Yes, the the graphics look very very good. And again, I've heard the combat is very very satisfying in the, that game for like what is for the most part an MMO. And MMOs, at least to my mind, don't usually have super satisfying combat. But
1: yeah, it's just like clicking macros and you just like watch numbers go up.
0: Yeah, but uh, they've managed to make solid combat for that game. So like I am still curious about this game. I'm just a little bit wary because of the sort of microtransaction situation with Black Desert Online.
1: I will be very interested to see. Yeah, I want to watch someone play this because obviously they got rid of a lot of the UI there's no UI yeah. in the, the trailer we saw. So I want to see like what kind of cooldowns you're looking at. I hate the look of MMOs where you have just like 100 squares on the bottom of your screen that you have to click through these attributes, you know? Um, so I, I want to know more information, but I guess there's like no release date in sight. So who's to say when this is going to come out? Or like, I assume it's going to be a next-gen exclusive because the graphics look insane. But then again, I also heard that they were looking to put it on phones so who knows uh maybe it'll be a i, I PS4 do think thing as well
0: is am i crazier is black desert online also on mobile that would blow my mind but uh i kind of want to check true? now i i feel like it is or maybe i'm thinking the of the graphics a are MMO. so good let me check yeah there's a black desert mobile interesting so you can play black desert online on your phone and then pick up where you left off on your computer i guess I don't know. I mean, I guess so. It is a Korean develop, South Korean developer. So
1: I know that, like you know, cell phone technology is a lot different in. Well, I mean, uh, and you think about like
0: Genshin Impact, which is basically Breath of the Wild that you're playing. You can play on mobile or on PC or on console. Yeah, Um, that's true. I will say Pearl Abyss. uh, I think told IGN that it's not an MMO. And that it's just like an action, like open world game. Oh, uh, so maybe that will put some of those fears of like microtransaction and pay to win stuff to bed a little bit. But still,
1: wait, but can you play with your friends? Because it did seem like there were yeah, a number of people. It in looks those like trailers. you could.
0: There, there may be like some sort of co op aspect of it where you can like join with like a friend's game. But I'm curious now because they they said not an MMO, so I don't know how they're distinguishing that. But I guess we'll have to wait and see more. I would still encourage anyone to look up the trailer for it because it is an insane, like, and it just keeps keeps going. It keeps heightening. Yeah, Yeah. it kept going. It's a very long trailer, and they just, like, keep showing more and more insane things happening to the point where you're like, what even is this game? Like, (laughs) I don't understand. But it's definitely one to keep an eye out for. Uh, I think it'll be really interesting, and I do think when it comes out, it will have, like, a big moment on, like, Twitch and YouTube where people are going crazy with it, so. I think that's true. It's going to be, I I think it's going to be a lot bigger for them than even Black Desert was, so, well, I guess we'll find out, but.
1: I don't think that this next thing was related to Gamescom, but I guess I'm not sure, but Bethesda released, like, three very, very short videos about Starfield, that I didn't see publicized anywhere. They just, like, showed up. they just,
0: like, sent them out on their YouTube channel to, like, no fanfare.
1: It was crazy. So each of these is basically, like, a a tiny little snippet of, like, here's a world you'll visit. And, like, one of them is a, like, a city that was built in the sea of a planet, and it was going to be just, like, a, a fishing operation, but then they discovered that the fish have, like, psychotropic uh, after effects if you eat them. So it became like this crazy pleasure dome place where uh, they don't export the fish. You can only get these crazy fish on this planet. So you go to these like pleasure domes, basically, I think they call them. And there's any number of insane things you can do. And also you can eat these fish that make you have crazy hallucinations. <laughs> which I'm sure will be crazy in the game. And then there yeah, was like that,
0: a... That location kind of reminded me a little bit of Star Wars, the Phantom Menace, when they go underwater to the Gungan yes. homeworld. Yeah. Just like the, the building, the structure type looked very much like that. But go on and tell me about the next one as well.
1: Aquila is the capital city of the Freestar Collective. It's a much rougher place populated by people who hold to the sanctity of personal freedom and individuality About uh, above all everything else. So this is like the rugged one. That's kind of like on the outer skirts. So this one also, this is the first time they've talked about aliens. If you venture beyond uh the town like ecosystem, there are dangerous hostile predators known as the ashta, described as a cross between a wolf and a velociraptor.
0: That's crazy. <laughs>
1: Which is interesting.
0: Now these and then, these videos, they're not showing actual like in-game footage. No. There, it's like um, some sort of it's all concept. Yeah, some sort of concept art that's like uh, sort of partially in motion. Um, and and the one you just talked about, Aquila, looks kind of like a sort of futuristic, uh, sort of almost cyberpunky cityscape. Yeah, uh, and go on to the next one.
1: New Atlantis is the last one they talked about, and it's the capital city of the United Colonies, the most powerful military and political power in Starfield. The city is a true melting pot, and its residents come from every race, creed, and ethnicity. Now, it's interesting that they said race and ethnicity as two different things, because race could be alien races. We we So we know about these, like, crazy wolf velociraptors, but they haven't really talked about playable races. Uh... We've only seen humans yeah. in the brief trailers we've gotten. Yeah. So it's very possible that we'll be introduced to some like other types of playable races uh, in the coming months. But Which makes sense. It's f- I mean,
0: it's, it is Bethesda. If you think about Elder Scrolls, they've got like, yeah. the Khajiit and the uh, Argonians that you can play as.
1: Yeah. And I, I love to play as a Khajiit, I have to say, yeah, because I'm always a stealth guy. Yeah. But... uh weird choice to just have these three videos come out. Um, not really like they could have added this. I mean, it's all concept art. Yeah. They could have talked about this at E3. I don't know why they held it back to just like a random week in <laughs> August. It's
0: true. And I mean, they're very short videos, so it would not have eaten up too much time at a conference oh. to have gone over this stuff. But yeah, I, I at least the locations that they show are like really varied. So... Things do look like it does give you an impression of just how um, sort of diverse their uh, environments are going to be, which is pretty cool. Uh, and it makes me think, so you are going to be flying just to like different planets because we we kind of speculated on that previously. Yeah. Uh, and this does seem to indicate that um, you're just going to be flying to different planets and you'll probably have like smaller sort of open worldy little areas there. Yeah um but yeah the I have a prediction the locations look pretty cool to me uh okay what's your prediction
1: I don't think you're going to control a spaceship in this game I think it's going to be
0: all automated
1: yeah you drop into it's going to be a mass effect you yeah. basically you have a star map you, you'll probably be able to walk around your spaceship but you're probably going to be looking at a star map and you're going to click like oh I want to go to New Atlantis and then there will be a cinematic where you land at new Atlantis and you're in the docks and you basically just start.
0: Building. Yeah. I figured it would probably be something like that as well. You might have like, cause I, I in that trailer, they showed ae E3. Doesn't he get into like a smaller ship as well?
1: Yes. And that's another question. I don't know if, unless uh, that's
0: just the ship that you, you get into, which is I don't possible. know. I also,
1: I'm still on the fence about whether or not you're going to get new ships or be able to customize your ship. Uh, that would be cool. But I do
0: think it's going to be more like Mass Effect or Outer Worlds yeah. where you just have like a set ship and then you, I think you're you just sort right. of navigate star maps and say, I want to go here yeah. and then there's an animation and then you're there. How crazy
1: would it be? I think I've already talked about this, but how crazy would it be if they're like, all right, let's look at the playable races. You've got the humans. Everyone knows about this. Then you've got the Khajiit <laughs> and it's like a huge reveal that this is also an Elder Scrolls game. Uh,
0: yeah. I, I mean, I feel like it won't be, otherwise they would call it Elder Scrolls, but...
1: They could do a thing, though. Remember when Skyrim released, and uh, they did that cool thing where they had the letters for Skyrim, and then they all turned, and then it revealed that it was going to come out on 11, 11, 11? Yeah. What if they do that, where it's like, Starfield, and then all the letters turn, and it says, Elder Scrolls, question mark? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I feel like they won't do that. That's I don't know. Like, I it would be this game would be called Elder Scrolls: colon Starfield. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I
1: am excited for this game, whatever it turns out to be. I love the aesthetic of it. Yeah. Like, I keep looking at the one like official piece of art they've released for it is the thumbnail for all these videos, and it's like uh, basically a planet and like a ship is taking off and there's like a guy in a space helmet and another guy and a lady and also the thing i keep looking at is that uh robot and it looks so cool it's such a unique design for a robot and i just uh it makes me very excited for that world
0: yeah i i mean i love bethesda rpgs already like i'm a big fan of the elder scrolls games and the fallout games so giving me like a futuristic like sci-fi version of that it sounds right up my alley in every way possible so yeah i'm very very excited for uh starfield and it comes out next year in november so we got a, a long time to wait i'm sure e3 they're gonna do like a big presentation oh yeah and that'll be that's awesome. gonna be all
1: that's gonna be that's gonna win e3 next year i bet if it looks good. yeah
0: for sure uh, I,
1: they're gonna roll out Todd Howard they're going to set up down on the stage and he's just going to talk for like probably 30 minutes about like here's a gameplay demo here's a full quest of that's what we wanted to happen this year but it's going to happen next year and it's going to be great do you think we'll see anything at the game awards
0: uh that's a good question I hope so but my guess would be no they would probably save that for E3 next year plus I'm sure they got a lot of other stuff going on that they can show at game awards let's do
1: this What is more likely to be seen at the Game Awards, which is not that long away. It's only a couple months away, and it usually is in the end of November or the first part of December, right? Yeah. What's more likely, more uh, Starfield footage of any kind or more footage of Breath of the Wild of any kind? Hmm. Breath of the Wild 2, I should say. That's a, He's
0: got a good relationship with Nintendo. That's a good question because they. I feel like they always show something Zelda, at uh, game awards, but maybe that's just because it's, it's true. Pla- Panned out where they had stuff to show for Breath of the Wild, but that's
1: where they released the. That's where they released the trailer and the release date because it was day of release. Uh, for the Breath of the Wild DLC, like yeah. we got that crazy trailer where you had the motorcycle, mm-hmm. and then he was like, "Guess what? It's out now." So. I feel
0: So I feel like Game Awards could be a good bet to show a trailer that has like a release date for Breath of the Wild 2 as sometime next fall.
1: Oh, really? you think in fall?
0: Yeah, I don't. I'll, I feel like we would know already by now if they were going to do a spring release. But I mean, maybe maybe, yeah. maybe they do. Maybe they do like a March release because that's when Breath of the Wild, the first one came out.
1: Yeah, it would match up, March 3rd. So,
0: I mean, they could still do that. I, I'm, uh, But, I, yeah, would they do it at Game Awards or would they do their own Nintendo Direct is the question.
1: That's a good point. I don't know.
0: Because uh, I feel like there will be a Zelda Direct where they really like deep dive on it and give a release date um, at some point, either later this year or sometime next year.
1: And let's not forget, there's still one more Smash, the final Smash character to be revealed. Yeah,
0: I'm sure that'll be in that Game Awards show.
1: If not before, definitely at the Game Awards. Because yeah. I feel like so many of them have been revealed at the Game Awards. Yeah.
0: So that's a possibility. I'm. It wouldn't surprise me if they showed something, Starfield, at Game Awards. But I don't know if it's going to be anything super meaty just because obviously it's not coming out until November of 2022 and it's a
1: little bit worrying that they didn't they just had concept art to show
0: us oh you mean you just like now
1: yeah like I feel like it should be far enough along where we could see a real picture well t- instead of just like an artist's rendering
0: I mean Todd Howard said the game was in a playable state as far back as 2018 so I don't know
1: I don't know <laughs> I I just think I, it's all been colored by that uh Jason Schreier article on anthem now like I just I feel like it, it could have been playable but it, you know it was a completely different game in 2018 yeah that's you know?
0: probably true I don't know so I mean who knows? that's it's a fair point that a lot of games don't really come into clear view until like the last like six months to a year uh, of yeah. their development but I don't know I, I hope we see something at game awards but I'm I'm guessing that the most uh, they're gonna show is gonna be at E3 next year.
1: I think you're right, and, and I, I don't know, know
0: because they are now like under Microsoft, and that's got to be part of the Microsoft showcase. I wonder if we're gonna get the same like Fallout Four style like deep dive on like what's I going think, on. I think I
1: think we will because they they know what they have. Skyrim is a gigantic game that's released like. 18 times on so many different platforms with so many different editions like speaking of which there's I, I believe, a there's another
0: <laughs> a release of that yeah, game you can fish now. yeah
1: you can go ahead they and added more stuff in. to that
0: it's crazy to me that they've gone back into that game
1: when was the last time you played skyrim i probably haven't started a playthrough i think the last time i did it was maybe like three years ago
0: I mean, I own Skyrim on every platform at this yeah, point. As do I. And the last time I played it, it was probably over a year. But I, I've pl- what was the main place you played it? Because for me,
1: I played it a majority of my time on 360 way back in the day.
0: Well, I mean, so I started it on 360, but I and I played through like all of the um, guild quest lines. But yeah. I don't think I made it all the way through, like, the main storyline on my 360 playthrough. And then uh, they did the, like, special edition release on PS4. And that's when I, like, I think I probably put most, like, played most of that game on PS4. Which,
1: that has, like, all the DLC yeah. included in it, right? and
0: then... It was on sale uh, after I'd gotten my PC, and so I, I got it again. But I didn't play much on PC because I wanted—I wanted to check out uh, mods and stuff—and so mm. I did very, very little of that. But I got—I I got distracted by other things, and so I did not end up playing very much on PC. And then I got it later as a gift on Switch, and I played maybe about half the game on Switch. But I think I played. Most of it on PS4. I played probably the furthest through the game in PS4.
1: Another thing about Starfield is it's like, for some amount of time, not coming out for PlayStation.
0: You think it's not coming out on PlayStation? Was that what they That's said?
1: What, didn't they say that in, uh, in uh, at E3? Didn't oh, they say yeah. it was an Xbox think, exclusive? Yeah, I
0: think you're right. They did say that.
1: That is kind of a bummer, but... Which makes me think it'll definitely be like front and center because it's a gold mine. Yeah. Like they they have to roll tower, uh, Todd Howard out and he's going to be like this is all the great things about this. You can only play this on a PC or an Xbox, PlayStation well, 5. Yeah, owners, I mean it's going to it, it
0: probably will be like their headline game at E3 next year for Microsoft. I'm just curious because the reason they were able to deep dive on like Elder Scrolls and Fallout in the past was because it was a Bethesda only show it's true and they had to fill an hour and yeah that was like their main showcase was that one game and i'm curious because it's they're now part of microsoft if they end up getting a much smaller window to show what they can
1: yeah i guess we'll see i regardless i'm very excited to see more information about it yeah
0: i am as well um before we move on to uh, other stuff Speaking of Microsoft, I did want to just point this out They uh, the most interesting thing that I think they had to say this last week and not, like not to sort of slight the show that they had, because I didn't think they had much of interest, at least for me to show during their their Microsoft Gamescom showcase. But um, the most interesting thing I thought that they talked about this last week was bringing xCloud uh, or I guess they don't call it that anymore, but they're bringing cloud gaming to uh, last gen hardware as well. So th- in doing that, they're going to be able to bring next gen games to last gen Xbox consoles, which I thought was such a like brilliant um, application of cloud gaming. Like, especially now that because people cannot buy an Xbox series X if they wanted one, Just because consoles are so hard to come by. um, I think it's awesome that they're making it so that if you just uh, sign up for Game Pass Ultimate and you get access to cloud gaming, you could be playing Starfield on your Xbox One next year, even though the game did not get an official release for Xbox One. Like you and I have been uh, very pro cloud gaming um, from the start. So I think it's cool that the that they're doing that, and like for me, I think like because we're more sort of PlayStation people at this point, um, it would be very cool if Sony had something similar. They don't, but it would be awesome if like you could play um, Horizon Forbidden West, for instance, on your PS4 through cloud gaming.
1: That would be crazy because that game is probably going to look beautiful. And if you don't have a great graphics card, it will look the best if you stream it.
0: Yeah, uh, so I think it's it's very cool that de- they're they doing that. It was sort of like a footnote in a blog that they, they said, so it was not like big news. But I was like, man, that makes so much sense. And we'll make it so that they're not sort of leaving behind their uh, Xbox One gamers who have not been able mm-hmm. to upgrade consoles, but um yeah it i don't know i think it's very cool news that they just sort of glossed over a little bit
1: let's talk about uh some psychonauts 2 because i'm very interested to hear your thoughts on it you've been playing it. it came out this
0: week yeah i've put some time into it i hear it's about 10 hours uh i did not play the first psychonauts so i don't have that uh sort of history of the franchise and what happened in the previous game and i can tell at multiple points they have sort of referenced things that had happened in the last game and i was like oh i I don't get what's happening right now uh and there is sort of like an animation at the very beginning of the game that sort of recaps what happened in the first game Mm -hmm. uh but yes it's just a a platformer where you're sort of going around and you have different things you're collecting and you can sort of level up and you have different abilities for combat and um it's going through like a a fairly cinematic story as well it could have been like an animated movie uh that would be fun I, i don't know i'm enjoying it i think it's a fun game it's if i right now anyway i've not finished it but right now if i had to sort of compare uh similar games that are like platformers that have some action and they're sort of uh a little bit akin to like uh, experiencing an animated movie i would put this one just behind ratchet and clank from earlier really? this year i i High think praise. maybe i enjoyed that game more but uh yeah i i I'm enjoying Psychonauts as well. I think it's delivering fairly similarly on like uh, sort of a cinematic animated movie that you just happen to be able to like be involved in the action. So Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty cool. It's got like a really unique art style that um, as somebody who likes sort of those Tim Burton, Henry Selleck, you know, animated movies that have that specific sort of art style to them. Um, Psychonauts, the art style of it, and just sort of the character models definitely remind me of that style of animation. So uh, I'm enjoying that aspect of it as well. Um, I, re- I recommend it if you have Game Pass. Um, there's no reason not to just download it and check it out. The, the one thing I'll say, so the most frustrating thing about it has nothing to do with the game. It has everything to do with the Microsoft, like, pc xbox launcher that does not it's not just plug and play if you've got like a ps4 controller or a stadia controller that i have um i had to break out my old xbox 360 controller and plug that into my computer and the problem with my old xbox 360 controller is that the left bumper does not work very well you have to really mash it in order to get it to register uh and So I've been struggling with it a little bit for that. Uh, I might just pick up uh, an Xbox One controller just to have for uh, playing Xbox games on my PC because, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they're not like Steam where everything's pretty plug-and-play. Like, I can even plug in my Stadia controller and use that to play games through Steam. Oh, I should try to do Uh, that. I think I did have to, like, set up a profile for it, but, like...
1: I have like a whenever I play games on my computer, I have a super old one of those like uh, clear Afterglow Xbox (laughs) 360 controllers, you know, which still works fine. But I much prefer the Stadia controller. So I should try to pair that. Yeah,
0: it was not difficult. Like they make it pretty simple to like set it up. And I think you just tell it like you give it the Xbox button layout um, and then you're just good to go. You like name it whatever you want it i want to call it and every time you plug it in it recognizes it so uh either that or you just plug in your one of your ps4 controllers that works too but yeah but yeah uh th- same thing with stadia if you're you're playing games on stadia on your computer you can just plug in a ps4 controller and it'll recognize that immediately and know what to do with like the button input um in terms of like when you're in game and it's like here's a button prompt it like recognizes that but Hmm. um but yeah the microsoft uh xbox for pc launcher not so much you pretty much have to use an xbox controller so uh i i think i'm gonna get an xbox one controller specifically for that um but yeah i don't know i'm enjoying psychonauts 2 and i recommend it i might check it out because i eventually at some point
1: will get game pass so
0: I finally did pick up or sub to Game Pass because they had like that deal. It was like a dollar for three months, and mm. uh, I wanted to check out The Ascent, and I knew Psychonauts Two was coming out, and I wanted to check this game out as well. Uh, and so I did it. I finally subbed to uh, Game Pass for PC, so they they get a lot of stuff with it. You get all the Bethesda stuff. So
1: you know, it's a. Uh... It's integrated into Windows 11. Is it? Yeah, like uh, Game Pass is just like a part of the OS.
0: That's cool. I guess technically so hopefully technically uh, a better integration. That's true of like Xbox for previous w- versions of Windows as well because
1: yeah I mean there was always that Xbox Live thing you have to turn off. I remember I don't remember what it was, but I was working at some I'm like a tech support guy in my other life. Uh, for the audience that doesn't know And I had to do this thing I can't remember exactly what it was But there was some program That I had installed on a bunch of computers And it would like trigger The Xbox like uh, Feature menu And so I had to disable that On like a hundred <laughs> computers one time
0: that's kind of like uh, whenever I plug in a controller, like if I'm trying to play a game on Stadia on my computer and I plug in my Stadia controller and I hit the Stadia button, it tries to launch Steam and all of yeah. that stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm trying to play
1: something else. Speaking of playing something else, uh, I have been playing Ghosts of Tsushima, which you also you got the Ghosts of Tsushima director's cut recently i right? did
0: yeah. So i i've jumped into a little bit of the dlc the icky island dlc and it's cool to be back in the game i had to kind of reorient myself to the controls and how combat worked and everything but uh mm-hmm. um, i've just gone to the the new area that you can go to uh for the dlc and so i'm working my way through that and i did pause so i can play through psychonauts but because that's a shorter game and then i'll i'll get back to more of the dlc but i'm enjoying it it looks great on my ps5 i i like that they've added uh ps5 controller support stuff now so like when you uh pull the left trigger to like draw an arrow you sort of feel the tension of pulling back your bow And releasing it so that they've got cool stuff like that going on and yeah it's it's awesome like i i loved ghost of tsushima when i played it on my ps4 and to now be like revisiting it uh with like some new content is cool i might even jump into that uh cooperative mode legends because i enjoyed that Mm -hmm. when it initially came out um always meant to go back and play more of it but now that i have it on ps5 and it's going to look even better it's pro- probably something i should do
1: <laughs> yeah
0: i so i'm playing it for the first
1: time because it when i saw a sale for it since the director's cut was coming out uh so i picked it up on ps4 and i've really been enjoying it it took me a while to get used to the combat and i am playing it on easy because i am bad at video games, <laughs> but uh it's a beautiful game and I just like keep wanting it's also really easy to pick up for like 10 minutes and get something done and put it back down
0: yeah it's one of those open worlds that you can just sort of go explore for a while and do a few things there's so much stuff everywhere yeah and um it kind of has that far cry thing of like go clear out the enemy base which is a, a thing that I like even if I don't know. I think some people are mixed on that, but...
1: I do wish that the stealth was a little more robust. Like, I I can assassinate people and I can chain assassinations. But I thought with the ghost stuff, I was going to get more interesting uh, stealth ability. Maybe I just haven't gotten that yet. I was going to say, they've they've uh, got
0: quite a few things to unlock in the, like, stealth skill tree.
1: Yeah, maybe I just haven't looked into that as much. Because I've been putting a lot of stuff into... uh, like the stances, because you recommended that I get more into the stances. Yeah, and that has helped a lot. But um, yeah, it's uh, I'm really enjoying it. I'm excited to see where the story goes, and I'm I have barely scratched the surface of it. I think I've only played like maybe like five or six hours.
0: Yeah, I, it was my favorite game the year it came out. Uh, was that last year? It feels it like been, ages yeah. ago. But yeah, last year it was probably my favorite game of 2020, and I I don't know. I put a lot of time into it and really enjoyed it so i am looking forward to getting uh back to it uh and playing more of that dlc so i recommend the director's cut i will say i it's a lot of people i think were not happy that they were sort of being upcharged to upgrade to the ps5 version if they already mm-hmm. had gotten it on ps4 but i think it's like 20 bucks but you're getting the dlc with it so to my mind it you're just buying a dlc i don't know so i don't i don't think
1: that's what it seems like to me yeah that seems totally yeah which
0: i think is fine so
1: did you uh did you watch jungle cruise
0: (laughs) i did so I, i watched it on the plane when i was coming back from vacation oh uh so it was it was pretty good i guess i didn't it was very sort of derivative of pirates of the caribbean to be honest but it, I watched it as well, and I felt like it was derivative of The Mummy. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's basically a combination of Pirates of the Caribbean and The Mummy and I think that's true, Indiana like Jones. Here, yeah. Like, you throw those three into uh, the bowl, and you stir them up, and you get Jungle Cruise.
1: I, it's, I like The Rock a mm-hmm. lot, less so now that his Instagram is mostly about his tequila, but... Uh, it's weird for me to see him in a romantic yeah, role. Yeah, that, that like, was strange Like, when he wound to me. up being... I don't see him as someone who is... I mean, he's just like a... I see him as more of, like, a father figure, kind of. Like, kind of removed from the world of romance. Yeah. So that was a little weird to me. Um, but, I mean, I would watch a sequel to this. I mean, I, I thought it was good. Did you? Um, how was it to watch on a plane?
0: Uh, it, was, it was fine. It, I don't know. I enjoyed it as... Much as you can while watching a movie on a plane.
1: <laughs> it wasn't The Mummy or Pirates of the yeah, Caribbean, I'll say that. It was not at that firmly
0: level. Firmly b- below the level of those movies, I would say. But uh, yeah, I thought it was fine. It, they definitely worked in some references to like the ride if you go to Disney World.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I saw without even gone, going on the ride, I recognized a bunch of stuff that I was like, oh, yeah, this is clearly. Fun.
0: Yeah, they had like a lot of lines that were like those punny jokes that they they make yeah. as they're sort of narrating the, the Jungle Cruise. And so he had there was a lot of references uh, in that way. But uh, I don't know. It, I thought it was fine. It, I you worry that it's going to be bad because I feel like a lot of <laughs> movies these days are just awful. And yeah. I feel like this was not awful for a lot of the reasons you expect movies today to be awful. Yeah.
1: I agree. I, I aside from uh, the weird relationship they had, which again, I like The Rock. I just, I, I can't see him. As a
0: romantic lead? As,
1: yeah, it just doesn't make sense. I don't know why. It just doesn't make sense to me in my head. He's, just he's like, an action movie he's guy. He's just like, yeah, he's an action guy, you know? I don't know. But yeah, I, I also found it pretty enjoyable
0: Yeah. Uh, the other thing I've been watching this week Because uh, I've been kind of sick And so it's just been nice to like sit back and watch something Is I actually watched through the first season of Wellington Paranormal Which is ah, We are on the same wavelength, I also watched oh, did you? that So it's on HBO Max And I think they've done like three seasons now And for whatever reason on HBO Max I can only get the first like two episodes of season two.
1: Yeah, I didn't, uh, I think they're doing them like week to week. They're releasing Cause I think they come out on the CW first and then like a week later they come out on. Uh, oh,
0: okay. That makes sense. I haven't started season two yet, but uh, I really like it. Yeah, me too. I the, like, I saw the first episode a long time ago and I was not sure if I was going to enjoy it or if it was something I really cared enough to like watch more of. Uh, But I'm really enjoying it to the point where I'm like hotly anticipating whenever they give me that next episode to watch. (laughs) I think they drop on Mondays. Do they? That's good to know. Well, and uh, I think this next week, uh, what we do in the shadows is going to start back up again for season three. So you're going to be watching two different things from the same universe, the same sort of Taika Waititi, uh, funny, like vampire universe
1: yeah I'm very excited for I saw a review of the third season of what we do in the shadows that was basically just like this is the best the show has ever been. It's only getting better. like they're building on it perfectly and it's uh like if you haven't started watching it now is the time to start watching it. So I'm very excited for this new season.
0: yeah, I thought the first season of what we do in the shadows was kind of just okay. and I thought the second season got much better. and I so agree. I'm very much looking forward to what they do with season three.
1: a great time to have hbo max (laughs) yeah well
0: is i don't think what we do in the shadows is coming to hbo max is it
1: isn't i thought oh no i'm sorry i think that's on hulu yeah you're right
0: i just i just buy the seasons on google play and watch them that way but so we did do a video going back to games on dreamscaper and we did a video on cultic those videos are up on our youtube channel uh i i liked Dreamscaper quite a bit i'm still sort of playing it i guess i've taken a break to play ghost of tsushima and uh psychonauts but what did you think of that game the
1: art style is very beautiful uh i'm interested in it but i just have not downloaded it yet
0: yeah it's sort of a hades like if you have not yeah, seen it is our very video. similar to hades yeah yeah so if you like roguelikes that Uh, are satisfying because you go back to a sort of a hub world and push the story forward and get to know these side characters and sort of get some, some upgrades that carry over from run to run. It's that kind of a game. And so I, I
1: I will say, um, I think one of the reasons I haven't downloaded it yet, I did, I forget if I talked about this, but I beat death's door, uh, that little crow game. Oh Yeah. Uh, And so I am a little bit like burned out on just like, top perspective running around attacking things games at the moment.
0: Gotcha. But when
1: I get back into it, this is my next, like, I put it on my wish list.
0: Yeah, I need to go back and play Death's Door. The, my plan was to uh, play through Psychonauts and go finish the Ghost of Tsushima DLC, and then the mm. next thing I play after that will probably be Death Door, because I started it, and I've heard nothing but good things about the game, and then I went on vacation, and I have not been back to it yet, so... <laughs>
1: It's great. It's it the music is wonderful. Uh it there are some parts where I got really stuck as far as difficulty. Um Is there like a difficulty
0: setting them. or
1: Uh I'm not sure. There might be. Uh, I actually don't know if that is true or not. Um but I just had to keep kind of banging my head against the wall and I eventually got through them. It was like one boss that I found to be very difficult and then uh the final boss was just like something I really had to put my mind to, to beat. Hmm. Well, but again, I am bad at video games. So,
0: I mean, I'm fairly bad at them as well. Uh, speaking of games that I had to turn the difficulty down a little bit on, I played through young souls cause I was uh, sick. That's this uh, stadia. It's a timed exclusive for stadia, uh, but it will be coming to other consoles. I think even later this year, or it might be next year, but uh, I highly recommend Young Souls. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's sort of a side-scrolling beat-em-up game that sort of reminded me of Castle Crashers a little bit. Um, they are definitely telling more of a story with uh, Young Souls than they did with Castle Crashers, but it's like a melee combat game where you're sort of you you're getting all these different weapons and you're upgrading them. It is sort of an RPG uh, where they So at the beginning of the game, when you first start, it asks you what difficulty you want to choose. And the one that it's on by default is called Balanced. And Mm -hmm. then, like, the next difficulty up in terms of, like, increasing the challenge is the one that they actually recommended. Like, in parentheses, it says recommended. Uh, (laughs) And so I went with that, and I started the game out on that difficulty. And I got to a point where, like, I realized what was happening was I would get to like a boss fight and I would just keep failing it until I eventually earned enough XP to level up. And once I did that, I was able to get through the boss. And I was like, well, that just makes the game really grindy. And so I was like, I'm not enjoying it for that. So I just turned it down to balanced and just proceeded Mm. through the game uh, that way. And I got through the game fine not that it was like easy from that point um they're still like it feels like there's a to to use their own language a much more balanced uh, amount of challenge to it that felt much more satisfying to me uh but it's one of these games where uh you have like one button for melee attacks and then you have like a ranged weapon and you have a dodge roll and you have like a a shield that if you time the shield right as a, an attack is incoming you do like a parry that like slows down time and gives you a little bit of like magic ability regeneration and the mm. magic abilities that you have are tied to whatever weapon you're using and there are different weapon types. There's, like, uh, sort of two swords, uh, like, short swords. And then there's, like, a normal sword and shield. And then there's, like, the heavy weapons. And there are, like, axes and um, swords and hammers and all that kind of thing that you're constantly finding as you go. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I ended up really enjoying it, even though I, I, I feel like the game almost – has like a different timing window depending on like if you're facing like normal common enemies that you're going through these different levels uh fighting and then when you get to a boss fight like the timing window is a little bit shorter and so i kind of struggled with some of the boss fights uh based solely on that where it was like you've changed the timing window on me and that's why I'm struggling. It's not because <laughs> I don't have a good handle on these mechanics. It's because I'm having to adjust. You have to relearn them. Yeah, I have to, like, during the boss fight, learn a different timing window. And so I, I felt like I struggled a little bit because of that. But, like, it's cool because they're two... You're, you're playing these twins and they have uh, all the same abilities, but you can, like, swap them out. And um, they might have, like... I guess depending on how you kit them out, like if you give one person different a different armor set, like maybe one of them is like immune to fire damage and maybe one of them that you have like a heavy armor set so they have a little bit more health and armor, like you can kind of spec them out a little bit differently in that way. And so you mm. can swap back and forth between them at any time uh, during a level. And so you might do that depending on what enemies you're facing, Or if like one of the characters you're playing gets hit and gets stunned or whatever, you just swap to the other character and um, do some fighting and then swap back again or something like that. So Hmm. uh, it was cool how you could uh, swap around that way as well. I thought, I don't know. I just I really I highly recommend the game. It was like 25 bucks. I played it on Stadia and it's like it's a relatively short experience as well. So it's not like. It's gonna eat up a ton of your time, but yeah. um, it felt like a good amount of game as well. I like I said, I was sick over the this last weekend, and so I just kind of marathoned the game and had a good time with it. So I will say it did crash on me a number of times. Really it's, on Stadia? Yeah. So I I'm hopefully the developer is good about getting some updates in there and fixing some things but uh and i was able to determine that it was just the game and not stadia and not uh the hardware i was running it on because i also like after i finished the game i started playing more ease 9 which is a game i've been playing on stadia and that game was running fine so i it was not A case of stadia was crashing it was literally young souls the game that was crashing so huh but uh that's crazy yeah hopefully they make do some updates and make that not be the case uh and of course i'm sure by the time it comes out on other systems that it'll be they'll have worked out whatever that problem is but well well do you have any parting wisdom
1: I'm going to cede this time to you, Zach, because you actually gave me a little bit of a tutorial before we recorded. Uh, I'd like for you to talk about coffee for a second, because you gave me a lot of good tips uh, <laughs> that I did not know right before we started recording.
0: Well, we've kind of talked about it on the show before, but I am...
1: What's the company that you get your coffee from?
0: Uh, I usually get it from a place called Black and White Coffee. If you just like Google search Black and White Coffee, they... Uh, you'll you'll be able to find them uh i think their website is like black and white or black and just look for single origin coffee and like see just read off the descriptions that have like the the different uh tasting Blavorful. notes those were crazy yeah and your mind will be blown uh but it's like the best coffee i've ever had and so i i keep going back to them for more but, uh, yeah, so I do pour over. Uh, I also have an Aeropress, but I, I mainly use my Chemex. And you got to you gotta follow the recipe of when you're brewing your <laughs> coffee. You got to use the right amount of coffee and use the right temperature of water. And uh, you got to time it out when you're brewing it. Uh, don't just eyeball it because... That's not how you make literally anything else. If you're making food, you don't just eyeball it. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I highly recommend checking out Black White Roasters. Not not a sponsor. Not yet. Not yet. Maybe one day. If they, by some miracle, somebody who works there listens to our show. Um, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't get grocery store coffee anymore. I can't, I can't do it. I've been spoiled on this good stuff. So
1: there you go. Well, we will, uh, we will catch you guys next time, uh, on the next episode of Starside chat.
0: Yeah. Follow our social media channels as well. Follow us on, uh, Twitter at Starside cafe and follow our YouTube channel. Stars. If you just search for star side cafe, you can check out our, The videos we've done. I did put up a video about Young Souls. Like I said, we've got videos about Dreamscaper and Cultic, the the demo for Cultic. Those are up. Those went up this last week. So check those out. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Goodbye. Goodbye.